Hey guys, it's Jonathan from Bombs Away. We're coming at you with another live show, and this time, you'll sweat blood. The podcast that brought you Miami Connection Live is returning to the stage this Halloween to take on the most unintentionally hilarious horror movie of the 80s, Death Spa. Join us on October 25th at the Frida Cinema as we have the theater's first Halloween costume party, screen the movie, and then rip on it all in one live event. Smoothie juice bars, photo opportunities, drinking games, and so much more. This movie is crazy. Possessed workout equipment, flying shower towels, and an insanely funny ending. For tickets and more information, go to thefridacinema.org slash events slash bombs away live. That's thefridacinema.org slash events slash bombs away live. Join us at Death Spa. It's a killer workout. How are taglines looking? Uh, low. <laughs> bleak. There's a yeah, bleak, meek, uh, weak. Yeah, there's only there's derelict. only two derelict. Uh, yeah, there's only two, and uh, they're not. Uh, and we're just going to go. for They're it. not worth something phoning home about. Oh no. <laughs> uh, call if you dare. I do not. <laughs> I do not. I will not be calling. I've got minutes <laughs> and not enough to spare. I would love if one Ooh, was like star 69. <laughs> uh, this one is this time Satan returns the call. But he doesn't. No, he doesn't. <laughs> Nor has he ever actually been on the line. Yeah. Right. It's always been like some guy in the middle of a city. <laughs> Like it's my wasn't evil it wasn't it Robert phone. England's voice in the first one, wasn't it actually him? Maybe I don't. I didn't know. brush up on the last one. Uh, <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> this uh, that's that's about it for taglines. I got nothing else for uh, to report. Just and like the rest of the movie goes the same way. And I have no budget to report, but I do have one pair of breasts. One stalactite through the chest, one exploding toilet, two throat slashes, one complete body destruction by an 18-wheeler, one possessed sink, stove, refrigerator, and AK-47, one talking boar's head, one fiery death by exploding runaway possessed car, one projection into It's a Wonderful Life, and one stabbing by a garden hoe, with two explosions in total, and seven deaths in total, with, oh, wait... Yeah, spike to eight deaths in total. Forgot about that one. With a 4.2 on IMDb, it's 1991's 976 Evil 2. Many numbers. <laughs> Let's drop some bombs. Son of a bitch. Is that all you got, huh? Come on, let's see what else you can do. You 
talking to me? Are you nuts? Come at me! You're not being nice! Fuck you! This is the best time I've ever had in my entire life! Do you hear me, world? My entire life! Many no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if only it was that instead of ass projections. Just oh. colon two many, many numbers. numbers. Welcome to Bonds Away, the only podcast recorded inside a projection booth. My name is Jonathan Young. Joining me in the studio, as always, is the guy that accidentally gave you eight numbers instead of the actual seven. <laughs> the Karen Cipher. <laughs> the guy. <laughs> right. Hey, uh, my so phone number is I'm gonna three, call you. Five, one, Let me get four. your number. <laughs> yeah. yeah, here it is. That's too many numbers. Oh, <laughs> uh, I actually did that once. I okay. So I was in the mall. This is like how hot of a teenager I was. Mm-hmm. I forgot that this happened until now. But I was in the mall, and some girl was like, "Hey, um, me and my friend thought you were really cute. Like, we were wondering if we could have your number." I was like, "Okay." And I was there, like, with an actual gay guy before I was out. So I was like, huh, cool. And I mixed up the start of my dad's work number, but then the end of my dad's cell phone number. So I think I was just thinking a lot about my dad. But either way, I gave her the wrong phone number. (laughs) So sucks to be her. But also, she was barking up the wrong tree. So she deserved it. Let's talk about... The movie. Evil. Evil. <laughs> evil. Yeah, this is like if it was Dr. Evil. Evil is his <laughs> one and only name. <laughs> yeah, uh, because this movie is a sequel to one of our first episodes we did, right? It was in our first 10. Oh, I didn't realize it was that early. Oh, yeah. Wow. Right? Uh, I think it was episode 9, actually, for 976 Evil. N- maybe it's not. Oh, it's episode 97. No, it isn't episode 9. If this one was 97, that would be pretty good, too. Oh, I know, right? So, no, it it is a sequel to a previous thing uh, that we have done on the show, which is 976 Evil. And uh, that was – the original was directed by uh, Robert England, most famous for, as Red, uh, Reddy Krueger. <laughs> uh, Freddy Krueger. Uh, this was uh, not this movie, but the original was the uh, his first directorial debut, and then that movie also. Uh, by the way, that's episode seven, not okay. nine. Okay, uh, of ours. So if you're if you're looking for the story that leads into this one, which very loosely <laughs> leads into this one. It's like one character carries over, and that's about like the what character you get. and the phone line carry yeah. over. That's about a phone it. number and a character, right? So if if you're looking for that story, which I do recommend, that's actually a very fun episode because, um, well, you know, minus somebody, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> everything has its pros and cons. Sure. Um, no, it's a very fun episode, and uh, I I think. It's it, it historically speaking in in the the level of like eighties horror. It's right up there. Like it's got Stephen Jeffries from uh, Fright Night, 
and like I said, Robert England, and it's geez, a lot of weird stuff happens in in it. Yeah, there's like sex on a dentist chair, and um, I don't know. There's I can't the whole, remember it. The so. whole living room turns into like an ice hell. Oh, yeah. I don't, <laughs> there's a lot of weird stuff, right? But none of that really applies in this sequel, other than. We have our character Spike, who was the cousin, uh, cousin. <laughs> uh, just, just go with it. Um, I wasn't gonna say anything, right? Uh, Hoax was the original character's name. He is the cousin of Hoax, mm. who lived in Hoax's mother's backyard in like a above the garage apartment, right? And he very similar to myself. <laughs> oh yeah, but it's a on the level apartment. Yeah. Uh. And he lived in that apartment and went through the whole first movie as kind of our reluctant hero. He he kind of saves the day. Like, Hoax gets possessed by the it's 976 like, evil hotline. At first you think Hoax is going to pull through, but then you're like, uh-oh, Hoax is actually like, yeah, no. He, and he, then Spike is like, yeah, okay, I guess I'll like make this not happen right it's really how that whole movie plays out is like oops well all right right yeah basically people trying to investigate what the hotline is and what it does and then when they figure it out it's way too late for um the kid who was bullied and then yeah. wanted the devil to give him powers in order to exact revenge We've on the bullies. Been there. yeah right <laughs> of course um so that's the summary of the first movie and then the movie just ends like spike i mean not spike but uh, hoax god both names are dumb oh yeah uh hoax goes to hell and spike is left with the detective and the school teacher <laughs> yeah it was the school teacher that the yeah. detective was also hitting on and oh, the three of them just walk away and that was the end of the movie from my recollection right so now here we are it's a cold open with a woman taking a shower. <laughs> like just Well, she was swimming and then she took a shower. Right. Um in a super dingy, dirty yeah, like women's room. That like I Lo expected this. Room. It reminded me of the locker room that I had in middle school. Okay. And we literally only used it to change into gym clothes. We didn't even shower. Like the showers yeah. just had like shit in the stalls. Yeah, like Not everything like, in this room like is covered storage. in rust. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you probably don't want to shower there because it actually is not up to code. Right. But this place was abandoned and they probably used it. So right. So also, I was like, "Oh, cool, a high school movie again." It's a college movie. Yeah. Right. Which I guess is the only way to justify it not seeming creepy. That the whole movie is like teacher obsessing over oh, his it's student real creepy right i mean it's still creepy but then it's it's so that we don't cross the pedophilia line yeah uh, it's <laughs> right? towing the line right um uh, e even though like that would actually probably make it more creepy and like better in that way of being yeah. like no dude um this movie's creepy as it is when it comes down to like this is a movie in this scene so we see this girl and she is nude in the shower and then she hears something and she decides to like put on her tank top but wrap a towel around her lower end right and this is a movie that it's a tiny towel too it like barely needs to cover up her crotch yeah i was like oh, okay and then this it's is not a, a movie regulation size towel that's like hey 
did you notice that she's not wearing panties yet? Let's establish her putting those panties on. And then on. she puts it's on so like creepy when granny this happens, panties. Right? Like, mm, sexy. But isn't that creepy when it shows like, I don't know, panties either drop to the, a girl's ankles like that shot yeah. or going up the opposite direction as they put them on? Like in this world now, yeah. you're like, it's, that's it's the reminder it's like don't forget they're wearing underwear <laughs> right Ooh. let's show it yeah so um she puts it on and then uh, what is covering the reveal it's, someone just put a towel on a bar yeah okay so <laughs> there's like stalls i guess they're the bathroom stalls the actual toilet stalls and somebody put a towel over top the top bar that would be like between the ceiling and where the partition starts. Yeah. Right? They just dry- hung a towel to dry, I guess. And she like pulls the towel and there he is like, hey, and he's got like a whole cloak on or yeah. something. Like he's he's wearing. I thought it was a priest. I thought he was like. <laughs> I thought he was a pilgrim. Come to bless you, <laughs> which is also like. What his slogan is. Well, yeah. Come he's, to bless you. He's wearing this like kind of like rain overcoat kind of shawl but it's one of those things where it's like i'm gonna wear it over my shoulders but not put my hands in the sleeves that weird right? creepy yeah. thing, right that only creepers do you know <laughs> it's just like the the kind of thing where it's like i'm gonna put this over my shoulders and then i'm gonna keep my hands like folded right at my sternum yeah <laughs> right <laughs> it, it's very priestly still that's yeah. all i can think of because it's even got like it's all black with like white flaps yeah yeah, yeah. That's why I said pilgrimage. Oh, yeah. And uh, then he just chases her down the hall. But her running, did you, like, her running is like, eh. Yeah. Like, I can't, I wish I could do it for the audience. It's but like it, a classic sad run. It's Maybe it's her kind feet of were still slippery. She was like, I don't want to, like, <laughs> I don't want to fall, hurt myself. So she runs into the auditorium, which is doing uh, a presentation oh, of all Faust. the external doors are locked because that's before they could create lockable doors. That's right. Yeah, there were so chains on everything. There's yeah. always chains on everything. Oh, um, yeah. And she runs into the auditorium, which they're doing a production of Faust. Uh, and the director, I don't know if you noticed, the director of Faust in the play is Joe Bob Briggs. <laughs> which at this point he already had the uh, uh the drive-in movie uh show so yeah this was a nod to him and um it also said uh corman which this was a roger corman uh oh. production so that was little nods to them which is like oh okay good for you yeah right uh but the director of this film is actually famously like huge b movie so like his first film uh, ever right uh, was Chopping Mall, mm-hmm. which is a hugely amazing B movie that we'll eventually get to. Yeah. I'm holding it for a live show because it's a quick hour long movie. Oh, no. it'll be like the the quickest we've ever done. Yeah, right. Uh, but so much in that film. So the director, uh, Jim Wynorski, right. He's extremely famous for like Chopping Mall, for um, a lot of stuff in the early 2000s, like the Bear Wench Project, where you're like, Jesus, dude, <laughs> right? The ones like, I think it's like Indiana Bones. Oh, I no. I think they're all like Skinamax, like late night. Like, oh, that's worse. <laughs> right? Oh, this guy's sir. like, and he, he's still in the business, apparently. Like, I think his latest one was like 2000. 
yeah, 2017. <laughs> like it's just it goes on and on and and like his his credentials are crazy. So, yeah, Jim Wynorski this was this is the kind of thing he was famous for is that he would go in and he he said, "quote um I I have the quote right here actually. Uh, I want to get it. I want to get it right." So, he goes on to say that um he says People would just come to me and ask, said Wynorski, and I always said yes. I wanted the money and the experience. There were only a couple of films that I turned down. I always wanted to make a sequel only if the previous film was bad. There wasn't much of a point to a sequel if the previous release was really great. I wanted to make a sequel that was better than the first one. He later said, I hate that film in reference (laughs) to this one. (laughs) He says, it was tough to make. I was handed a script, and I didn't think it was very good. The only part of the film that I liked was a sequence where a girl was meant to be sucked into a Pac-Man machine. This was too expensive to film, so Wynorski came up with the idea, based on a dream, where he created the scene from It's a Wonderful Life, oh. which is probably my favorite scene that in this cool film scene, as well. That was a cool scene, yeah. Right? And he could do that because that film and night of the living dead uh, which were combined in that scene were both public domain he goes on to finish for me that's the one standout aspect of that film because it's so weird (laughs) right so he's famous for making what he thinks is like bad first movies and then trying to make them better with the sequel Right. and i can be the first to say that i haven't seen death stalker 2 which is one of his most famous things he did but I have recently seen Deathstalker 1, and it's just a rape fest. Oh, <laughs> it's no. really bad. Ooh. So, But that's not him. That's yeah. the first one. So, like, hopefully, because Deathstalker got three sequels, maybe it was Wynorski who made it a popular success. Yeah. I don't know. So uh, that's the director of this, and Corman produced it. Uh, but back to the film. <laughs> Sorry for that. But that that's a that's a cool piece of trivia in an otherwise trivia less film. Like there's hardly any information that I could find on this. It's film. just like a film no one actually really wanted to care about. Right. So uh, she runs into the auditorium and there's a whole like devil set. Yeah. Right. And then there's also a a drunk <laughs> janitor. Yeah, it fell asleep on the floor. in the aisles of the seating. Yeah. Right? And that seating is not comfortable, but the aisles are. Yeah. <laughs> Every theater kid will tell you that the floor of a theater is so comfortable. Oh yeah. Disgusting. Uh, comfortable. Yeah. Uh the drunk janitor is played by uh George Buck Flower, who we've uh already had on the show. Uh he was the homeless man in Wishmaster. Oh, <laughs> that wishes for the pharmaceutical guy to yeah. like die, uh, and he's also like probably his most famous role is the homeless man <laughs> in Back to the Future. Uh, so <laughs> he's he's famous for this is the first time where he's like, well, I'm I've not homeless, home, but... but I'm still a drunk. Yeah. Um. So he actually witnesses this death where, um. So what is the name of the villain? Corm, Carmen, Karowski, uh, Gr- Grubik, 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 Mister Grubik, and he just is like, "You're gonna pay for your sins or something." And like, I don't understand why he kills her. The movie's um, over, and I still, I don't understand why he killed anyone. <laughs> I don't. Even, you're right. 
I because the movie never explains why this guy is bad. He's the dean of the school. We come to find out. This movie seems like the first half of it was cut out. Yeah, right. 100%. Like we're jumping into the second act somewhere. Yeah, and that's kind of all that happens too because all like the characters that we're supposed to know. Like it seems like we should have already seen the janitor mm-hmm. a bit. It seems like we should have known this opening kill. Like we should have. Well. Opening kills, it's like, oh, it doesn't matter. Well, but you the know, opening like, kill also he? looks exactly like our main girl. Yeah, <laughs> right? It's like, I do not get it. I mean, it's not like Drew Barrymore in Scream. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, oh, yeah. It's, it's not, like, I don't even know, I don't even know if this girl has any credits that, like, you know, when when I look, when I look at her INDB, I can't even tell you what that character is and, and where she went on to be, oh. you know? Poor so, girl. um... It's not one of those things where it was like, here's a famous Playboy yeah. playmate or something. You know, there's actually a more famous person that dies uh, later on who is like the DA or something. I don't yeah. know what. Okay, so he something political. Uh, there's stalactites uh, as part of the Faust set. Yes, because often as theater people, we hang random sharp objects from <laughs> ropes that could easily be tugged and dropped on a person to murder them. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> not with just a like whoops undid that right but also like why would why would it be on a pulley system it would yeah. be fixed to but also the rafters if it's on a pulley system it would also be balanced to where it's like you could bring it in or take it out to yeah. where it wouldn't just rush in or rush out right so <sighs> she's like on an altar yeah of the set which is directly underneath these stalactites and one falls and pierces her through the chest and then moving on. Yep, she right? did. Moving on to Spike. He's driving across the country on his motorcycle. And he goes into a super, like, upper, like, Oxnard, California, yeah. like, dive bar. Right? Like, in the in the meth land of California. Yeah. You know? And uh, he goes in, and uh, somebody's like, hey, do you want a menu? I was like, don't don't order food here. Please yeah. don't order food here. Well, it was in the There's, like, kind of a 90s. stripper. Yeah. Yeah, they're, like, kind of dancing, but she's, like, eyeing everybody up and just doing this, like, she looks like she's, like, doing her own, like, wave motion up on stage. And, like, the bar Meanwhile, is... It's, like, middle of the day. Yeah. Like, yeah. she's the day stripper. Yeah, right? Like, oh. Stripping behind, like, a Killian's red neon sign. Yeah. <laughs> like, and um, the room can't be any bigger than this studio. Oh, no, it's tiny. <laughs> right? it's, uh, which I just measured. Our room is 9 by 15. Oh, <laughs> just that's for, good. Just for people's perspective Peepers. out there. People's perspective. For the people's perspective. Um, he goes in, and then he hears the telephone ring, and... Just like in the first movie. Is anyone going to answer that? <laughs> what phone? Right? It's like, okay, I guess. W- so he's being no. haunted by ringing, right? Yeah. But it's like sleigh bells ringing. Bing, 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 <laughs> bing, 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 Yeah, it's not, it's not a, a normal. It's not a normal. It's this weird ringing that is supposed to be creepy, I guess. Yeah. Right? But so Spike throughout this movie, every time a phone rings, he he answers it. And then he proceeds to call whoever's on the other line an asshole. Like, that's his line. He's like, fuck Listen, you, asshole. asshole. Give it up, asshole. Like, <laughs> even even his Had end. Had enough, asshole. Yeah. <laughs> even his end line to the villain is like, 
uh, I don't know, happy trails, asshole, <laughs> right? And you're like, all right. Uh, He's just got a thing for assholes. Right? So the um, the the phone does it, it – it doesn't even do like a bunch of horoscopes and predictions like it did in the last one. It does one try at rhyming. Yeah. Which was like kind of the fun part of the first one. Right. Was the uh, like fun? I mean, fun for us. We were making up our own rhymes and they were like a lot of fun. It like, you know what, everybody just go listen to the first yeah. <laughs> go You'll listen to episode seven. Um, nice flashback for yeah. everybody, uh, because this is the only one he goes. Um, uh, no, I guess he does do two rhymes. He as in the phone line. Yeah. Um, death. Uh, Death after death has made uh, has met your friends. Maybe it's time we visit them again. And you're like, but they're dead. <laughs> yeah, death already met your friends. He has no more friends left. Remember, <laughs> um, they're all gone. And then, like, he's like, "Fuck you, asshole!" Hangs up the phone. And then this bar has a random stained glass cross that then projects the sun through. The and he just poses in front of it like he's Jesus. Yeah, but like one arm's like propped up on the telephone, so he's like kind of cool Jesus. It's like ah, and then the scene changes. Yeah, and you're I like, don't. What the fuck was that? This, <laughs> this but then we also so we see uh, the dean of the school gets arrested, mm-hmm. and for some reason a girl comes to the school. There's like a knock. To the there's a knockoff Kurt Russell sheriff. Yeah. <laughs> With like this like very Kurt Russell like kind of mullet but not a mullet. Yeah. And he goes to his deputy. Uh, he's like, I don't want anybody in here that doesn't have a badge or an electoral vote. Yeah. And I'm like, um, that was an odd choice of words because but even his deputy is like, what's, what's an, electoral an electoral vote? And he's like, what's an electoral vote? You'll find out in vote. 2016. Yeah. When they still don't matter. <laughs> um, so... Immediately, he's like, oh, okay, and then lets the press through? Yeah. Yeah. Like, they just, he's like, oh, okay. Well, then, like, the student comes in, and she's like, hey, what's up? I have no idea why she's there, because I thought her dad was the sheriff. Her her dad's the psychiatrist she winds up seeing after this next scene. Well, she doesn't. Okay. They try to send her to a psychiatrist. Well, let's let's get there, right? So she gets into the, she gets into the police station. Yeah, why is she there? I don't know because okay. I thought her dad was the cop. No, I did too, but it's was her not. brother the cop? Um, no. I, you're right. I don't know why she's there. I have and absolutely she's even just like, no hey, idea. Hey, Jimmy, how's it going? Right, and and Jimmy hits on her, and that's she's not like, his real name, by the way. Yeah, I know. I just kind of, uh, but I'll go with her name. In. Her name is Robin. Robin. Yeah. Right, and she. She turns him down, the deputy, and that, but then immediately is like, your fly's undone, and reaches and pulls it up herself? That's very personal, and I would get very hard. That was weird. <laughs> like, for somebody I'd who immediately it. was like, I'm not interested in yeah. you, and then is like, your fly's undone, let me reach for your groin and pull it up myself. I'd be right? like, excuse me, I need to go masturbate. <laughs> You wouldn't. <laughs> well, yeah, if it was a different situation for me. Yeah, yes, right. but. Um, so then she runs into um, uh, Grubrick, right, mm-hmm. who's in cuffs, 
and he immediately like reaches I don't know why the police would let him touch another human being while yeah. he's in custody because he's in custody because of suspected murder yes so basically uh People suspect that he is the State River Killer. State River is the name of the city that they're in, and there's been like five deaths already, right? Yeah. Once again, a, something that I feel like maybe could have led up to this if this movie – if this movie had just an extra half an hour even, yeah. everything I think might have been explained, right? We jumped into a movie that started for us halfway in. Well, it also, so it's like an hour and 25 minutes or so, but it also, like, it went so fast that it was like, I think five people died. Oh, you said eight people died, but even then it's like, I don't, it just goes, and yeah, it's like, I said cool, eight people, and dead, I didn't and... even count, like, the bad guy. Yeah. Like, I feel like he died when he gave his soul over. Yeah, he was honestly. already dead. Um, But yeah, so he touches her and immediately... Like, this happens to her, like, She's three like, or four times. <laughs> she, like, drops to the ground like somebody just sniped her. Yeah. <laughs> like, just loses all motor function, drops to the ground, and then the scene just ends. Yeah. And, uh, but not before flashing, like, a future kill, which is just scenes that we'll see later. And it's not even like she tries to prevent the future kill. It's just like it happens. <laughs> yeah, right. It's kind of like, oh, yeah, yeah. All her ESPN is, yeah, <laughs> great joke. Yeah, all her ESP is just there. Yeah, it's like, hey, guess what? That's gonna happen. And uh, well, what is this first one that she sees? I don't even. I think is it the janitor kill? maybe I thought it was something else it's not the it's not her friend car th- no the yeah. car is the next one the car is when she picks up the phone and then gets shot again it who looks dies like. before that okay so the people that die um the next deaths that i have on my list would be the cop out guarding yeah. the janitor and the janitor who's after that um after that you have the exploding uh camaro huh yeah it's got to be the 18 wheeler death but i don't remember seeing any no she flashed and saw the death that happened before oh that's right she saw the the college student die on the faust stage and she's like oh my god that's crazy so she should actually be like hey i'm a psychic and i saw the past and i you know but no she but wait Okay, so now she, now she's in a, a psychiatrist's office, but it turns out the psychiatrist is also her dad. The glasses and the mustache. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks like Mister Feeny. Yeah, and he, he's handsome. They kind of look the same age too. They just gave him a mustache to make him look older and a bad haircut. Oh yeah, it's like Jim's dad in Miami Connection. Yeah, it's like oh, I don't think so. <laughs> and so basically, he just gives her medication and sends her on her on on his way, and then. So she is in a diner and Spike just drives up in his motorcycle and they got any good food. Give me a French fry. <laughs> yeah, like that's... She's like, she's like, and that's here legit this scene. And yes. He's like, What's she... good. I'm going to eat your plate. She <laughs> goes here. Try this. He goes, it's about average. I'm like, yeah, it's a French fry, asshole. Like, what it's did you like, what did you think it was gourmet? No one thought how like people actually like talk or flirt. Cause at this point she's like, I love you, Spike. It's so cool being friends with you. Like, <laughs> right? Like they're already well, friends. Well, she goes. She goes. 
Good. Oh, that's my ride to the workout. And he goes, uh, where, where do people hang out around here? Well, uh, the pier. Goodbye. That's my ride to the workout. Okay, you ride on my motorcycle. Yeah. I'm good with my ride. Where do people hang out? It's the point. It's the point. Yeah. The point. All right. See you there. Right. Like, but um, something we didn't mention is that she found a 976 evil like oh, yeah. business card in a magazine in the police station. Yeah, right. Like it was like it was like a magazine subscription, yeah. you know, that fell out of a magazine, right? And which I think is how he finds it in the first movie is in a magazine, like at a Seven Eleven or something. Now that I yes. think about it, or it was in the mail. I thought it was like in a magazine, but it was more like magazine inserty rather than the business right. card. Yeah. Or was it in like a newsprint ad? This one, well, either one. This one is definitely like a yeah, business this one's card. A, yeah, it's a business right? card. Very plain looking. He finds it laying on the diner table that they were just at because she had it, right? And then, like, doesn't finish her food. <laughs> God. Uh, Free meal right there, bro. But he, like, looks at the card as if he's like, Oh yeah, that's the number. I should save yeah. this and like puts it in his pocket. Like he doesn't look at it like, oh my god, like it's back. You know, like yeah. somebody else has it. Well, right? it's almost like he went on this adventure knowing that he was looking for so, the um, the hotline. Yeah, like he knew that the hotline was continuing on, and he had to go and stop it. That's almost what I got from him. Kind of from Spike because like he has he. He later on in the film, like two or three scenes later that we'll get to, but like it, we'll just get to it now and just cover it real quick is the fact that he then finds her at that place where it was like, where do we all hang out? And yeah. she's just there behind like a tree. But it's also after she's left that place. Yes. <laughs> but he's like, like, yeah, she's right there. She's leaving. He's like, hey, she's like, oh, Spike. He's like, I got to talk to you as if they've known each other forever. This is literally the second time they've ever seen each other. And he's like, where'd you get this business card? Right. And then he goes on to be like the the hotline, like uh, gives people their innermost desires. And, And so like there's this thing where he's describing he already knows what the hotline is. Right. And he's like trying to. I don't know. Take it down. I don't know. But she jumps on that train real quick. Wait. She's, she's like, like, I'm on board. Dude, I get it. I get I it. I had a weird vision. I've passed out like five yeah. times already from it. Well, okay. So she she leaves to go to her workout and Spike doesn't finish her food but leaves. <laughs> yeah. And then she's hanging out with friends. So. Um, I don't remember. Actually, my next note was that Spike questions Robin. Yeah, um, so right? Spike like definitely. So this is where yeah. I feel like this is this scene where he questions her. I I wrote uh, Spike questions Robin as if this is the end of the second act of the movie. Yeah, where they like just they're like, oh my god, and it's like Robin it might have called once before and been like that was crazy, <laughs> right? But she didn't even do that. Nobody she, else she just calls. Saw anything. the business card and was like, whoa. Right. So meanwhile, back at the jail cell, Grubrick has asked for his one phone call, right, in which he dials the 976 hotline and is like, you were supposed to grant me unlimited power. Right. And then it goes on to to basically give him unlimited power by saying, I forget what the the quote was. When Um, you nap, you can (laughs) attack. That was my excuse as a rhyme. Uh, <laughs> Go to sleep and you can creep. <laughs> yeah, that's, it's also kind of the quality of these rhymes yeah, that they do. No, it, because uh, it's 
it's it's something super stupid. Like it's it's just like, oh, I got it. You will receive the power that you desire to fulfill your needs and fill your fire or fuel your fire, right? Mm. And you're like, what? When you sleep, you can creep is a lot better. <laughs> I stand by myself. Um, when you get some Z's, your face will look yeah. like herpes. Yeah. Because that's what he looks uh, like. In it really this film. does. It's like, oh no, it's eating your face. <laughs> it's literally... Herpes mixed with like the world's worst blackheads. Oh. Dr. Pimple Popper is oh, like, boy. yes, I want it. Come astral project over here. Yeah. Come on. Astral project while I'm videotaping and put it, posting to YouTube. Oh shit. <laughs> Can it's you like uh, make yourself real for a second? Yeah. I got some pimples I need. I just got to take God, I hate them. pimple popping. It's so gross. Oh. Um, yes. So. So anyway, he gets these powers finally yeah. to, to basically astral project himself out of the jail cell. So our villain in this movie is operating out of a jail cell the whole movie. Yeah. But he's um, astral projecting. Oh, right. So the janitor, they brought him in. They put him behind some two-way glass. Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Don't worry, he can't see you." And then, but he knows he's there. Yeah, and because this... that's another thing, you can't. It seems like he has powers outside of gaining these astral projection powers already. Yeah, right? or he's just like a smart ass, and he's like, "It's a two way mirror. I know someone's behind it." Plus, yeah. I saw the janitor the other night. <laughs> yeah, right. I just get like playing with him, and he's gonna die soon. He let me in. Yeah, <laughs> he unlocked so... the doors and locked him behind me. Yeah, I was like, don't worry. That's about it. Right? <laughs> Could you lock these behind me? I know there's yeah. another student in here, but I need to uh, make sure she has That's limited means like. of escape. Yeah. <laughs> so then... Um, oh, I love this kill, by yeah. the way. Not the... not the, So there's a deputy. They put him in witness protection at a hotel. The deputy's like, I'm going to go get some food. Would you like and something? the guy's like, no red meat. Also, no fish. Also, no gluten or dairy. Before he says this, he's I like, I'll have chicken. whatever you're having. Yeah. And then starts getting real specific. Yeah. As soon as he's like, all right, well, uh, this is what I'm having. He's like, oh, wait. It's like me when I'm like, all right, but like, don't pick your food based on my dietary restrictions. But if we're going somewhere, I would love if they had. Nothing. Really, my only thing is like, Air. I just want wine. Yeah. <laughs> just give me wine and a shitty salad with at least like an apple on top. I don't care. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> that it's is true. you. Would you like a burger? Yeah. Um. Hold everything but the lettuce. Can you just give me the bun? Oh wait, no. <laughs> That's the opposite the of what you. Yeah, eat. I meant yeah. the meat. <laughs> you know how sad it is to be like, I'll have a burger, but don't put cheese on it. Also, just put it on the plate. I'll eat it with a fork and a knife. <laughs> and the fries. Um, I still want those too. <laughs> and a side of ketchup. Yeah. So. Because <laughs> I don't want to pour it from accurate, the bottle. Right. So. Out of nowhere, um, it's a normal order. Grubrick, Sorry, yeah, like, God, it's not that interesting. Grubrick astral projects into the room like via the mirror only. And he's yeah, like, hey, what's up, janitor guy? Even this like sequence of like, uh oh, wasn't that interesting? Because it was just like, well, it was like he just cut to pee ring, and it was like, it, oh no, and it wasn't even like in a fun Freddy way. Yeah, it, it's it, it's like tiny fart music. Yeah, like it's just, and he's like, oh no, oh no, right? And he just keeps smashing mirrors. Yeah, anything reflective. He's like, oh my iPhone. So, <laughs> 91, they didn't exist. No, uh, but he runs out of the hotel room and sees the deputy's throat has been slashed, and then... Where did he get a knife? I 
I don't know. And he astral projected a knife. He's like, I'll fall asleep with it and take me into dream world, and I'll be a dream warrior. <laughs> Way better movie. Stupidest joke. Um, <laughs> that's our next rating scale. Oh, the Freddy movies? Yeah. Oh, that's a better one. It's actually. a weird rating scale, though. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. Like, <laughs> a roller coaster ride of a rating scale. Uh, the, a that nightmare roller coaster meta. ride. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, I mean, if you include Freddy versus Jason, it just ends. <laughs> That's the loop-de-loop. You're like, I feel it. I don't. What's happening? Ah, and then you finish the movie. Yep. <laughs> Jesus. That is, yeah, that was a deep cut. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, anyway. The second one just describes every gay movie ever. <laughs> God, I loved... Um, Call Me By Your Name is a total Night Before Christmas 2. No, shit. A Night Before Christmas 2? Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Yeah. Because it's okay. Yeah. But then I just tripped over my own joke. Yeah, it's okay. We'll, we'll get it on the next Moving one. Moving on. Yep. So, uh, so, cop's throat slit. And he runs out into the road, and then he astral projects next to him, and like pretty much like hugs him, like puts his arm around him. He's like, way to go, buddy. We did it. And holds him. But- the guy doesn't seem to struggle at all yeah. as this giant 18-wheeler barrels down the highway. This is a pretty cool effect. He blew it's up. It's a full human body explosion just into, like, bloody mist. That's like... Um, it was amazing. In Final Destination 2, how they would... Um, there's a kid that gets crushed by a, plane, a pane of glass. Oh, I love that kill. Um, so Because that's the whole dentist office prior. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So they built an actual, like, a model or whatever, and they filled it with um, condoms that were filled with, I believe... Oh, like the kid in the steamroller in Maximum Overdrive. The head. Yeah. Yeah. So they filled it with condoms of fake blood, and I want to say pig meat. But I think I might be wrong. But they basically filled it with, like, different packets of that. So when it hit, it was just, like... Yeah. Like, ugh, chunks of meat and it's blood. It's pretty much the same thing. It's just, it's a, it goes a flat face yeah. tractor trailer that just plows into this body. And uh, the astral projection of Grubrick, or Grubeck, what a dumb name. Stanley Grubrick. Yeah. <laughs> his full name. He disappears right at the moment. Uh, of well, it. he doesn't disappear. It just goes through him. Oh, you're right. It does just go through him. And, and then he's he standing there. Weird, but like, he's also kinda... got he's got a chunk of the janitor flesh on him and flicks it off. Where it's like, if everything else just went through you, if you went through the 18 wheeler, why is there a body part left on For you? For a unnecessary and not funny yeah, joke. Exactly. <laughs> so then after this, uh, it's like the next day. Yeah. Um, Spike goes to. Grubick's house <laughs> and this this was like a horror night's maze gone wrong yeah so he goes into Grubick's house to um, it wasn't even like a horror night's maze you know what it was what it was like a maze from midsummer scream oh shit and there's our coverage of Midsummer yeah. Scream. <laughs> you deserved it. You got it. There you go. They've been bugging us for that coverage for a while. <laughs> like, yeah, it was one of those uh, ice trailers. Yeah. Where it's like, I think it's a pressure pad. It was all a pressure pad. <laughs> right. <laughs> Good job on that uh, not uh, 
<laughs> not purchasing the IP for Donnie Darko yeah. and trying to go go for that. Uh, nobody knows what we're talking yeah. about. Uh, Midsummer Screams uh, mazes, by the way, guys, were hit and miss. That's what we're getting at it was here. Like two hits. <laughs> yeah. All the rest on miss. the wall. Yeah, they banged on the wall. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, sorry, that was tangent, but th- yeah. th- that's that's basically our coverage for Midsummer Scream. It's be it. so good vendors. All right, scare zone. Yeah. Um, moving on, <laughs> he goes into this house. He's looking for uh, anything that would back up his claims of the horror hotline, and he sees that Grubrick has his phone records just out on a table, as you do. Yeah. Right? And every single call is just a 976 evil. And he's like, oh, cool. This I'll take this for what reason? I don't know. Yeah. Because, like... He, he, well, to prove it to Robin, Robin, that's it, say Barbie, yeah, Robin, <laughs> Barbie. but also, she is dressed like Barbie or yeah, Skipper through the whole constantly. movie. But um, there's also a lot of photos of Grubrick and is it Grubrick? Because now I just want to say Kubrick. It's Grubeck. Grubeck. God, that name. Yeah. Grubeck and Robin. There's a bunch of pictures of Robin all over his desk, and he is like obsessed. Oh, by the way. We didn't establish, like, she worked for Grubick. Yeah, like the semester or a year previous. Right. And that's still not why she was at the police station, because she didn't know who they arrested. The deputy wouldn't yeah. tell her. So, like, still don't know why she was there. Um. So, unless her father is, like, the psychologist for criminal, it you know, did not criminal psychologist. Why she was there. I don't know. Yeah. Um. So, he goes there, and he... Uh, he gets those phone records. He sees the the pictures, and then the whole house just turns insane. Like, basically, the phone's ringing. Is this he ref- when the toilet blows up? No, that was that was the eighteen wheeler. Oh yeah, yeah, a toilet blew up. Wasn't yeah, a toilet blew up. <laughs> it was literally just like, yeah, like, somebody ah. put a cherry bomb in it, and you know, yeah. that was from another movie. Um, they just had a lot of de- extra dynamite in this movie. Yeah, it did. <laughs> and so. He the phone is ringing. He refuses to answer it, so the phone itself like picks up itself off the receiver, and then he's like, "Are I guess I'll pick it up now and listen." Yeah. And once again, it says like a stupid horoscope, and he's like, "Give it up, asshole!" Hangs up, and then the house just turns insane. Like, uh, it starts rattling. Everything on the walls, like the the windows board up, the the doors can't open. The oven throws fire at just flames. him, and the freezer throws frozen dinners at him. And the sink uh, hose attachment is just spraying at him. It's like use those things against each other. Come on, <laughs> rock paper scissors, it dude. Jeez, they're just... giving you all the weapons. <laughs> all you got to do is yeah. just, you know block the ice fire with beats the hose. Ice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hose the things down as they go over the fire they'll singe the f- i don't know and then the sink is just water get yeah, over it it's water you're not gonna drown <laughs> right there's ample and drainage. then an ak-47 floats off the wall and begins firing at him because there's a bunch of like swords and shields and and guns animal from, like, heads too yeah right and it starts firing at him. Somehow he, like, blocks it. No, he, he like, throws something off to the side, and the gun's like, that's him! And it's, like, a, <laughs> a sock filled with a shoe. I don't know. And it, like, hits the wall off to the side. And the, the gun, like, points at it, like, pew, 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 like the gun knows something. The worst, like, superimposed gunshots, Motion shots, detection, too. yeah. 
And, and then he like does an army roll and grabs the gun and is like, my gun now. And, and there's then still the boar, two on the wall. There's like, a boar's head on the wall that is just like, hey, how's it going? Yeah. Right? And he's like, fuck that boar head. And he just shoots it. Yeah. And, and then the whole explodes. house is like, goodbye. Uh, and just Well, you, gives you it kill up. the head of the yeah. house. And then, you know, <laughs> who owns it now? Yeah. Um, yeah. The boar's head is just like, oh, no. And boom, done. And yeah. then the house is just. Back to normal? Like, I don't yeah. understand, because, like, he's not, Grubrick's not astro-projecting a house to come alive. Like, I don't understand. Like, that one's just the devil, I guess, but, like, <laughs> the devil doesn't make an appearance in this movie. Because that's pure daylight, and the evil only comes out at nighttime. That's right. Well, Satan returns the call. Yeah. You know, well, as he does. Hey, he's got your message. He's pretty good about calls. <laughs> right. Just got your message. Uh, I heard that you need me over at 340 West Street, and I'll be there this uh, with a boar's head and an AK-47. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so then we get Grub... Rack? I can't do this. <laughs> Grubik. I want to say Gruber like it's diehard. I keep wanting to go with Grubrick. Like you want to add an R, and the, you, there's no R. It's Grubeck. Grubeck. Beck. Like it, Beck. I mean, it doesn't okay, matter. Cause I wish it could be Groovy easier Gruber. to just say, I don't know, Satan. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Phone call guy. Right. Uh, Grubeck. Well, Grubeck has, like, a meeting with his lawyers. Mm-hmm. And, like, a, a super a, hot DA. Yeah. And she's right? like, you'll never get away with it. Right? And then he's very blatantly like, well, you're going to die, so whatever. <laughs> Accurate. <laughs> and That's then how that goes down. And then um this is when we get our first future vision. Oh, the 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 DA's played by Monique Grable, by the way. Okay. Yeah. And um, she's like a porn star for all you straight dudes. Yeah, like she's like another like scream queen of B movies, oh. right? And but interestingly enough her in my mind, her most memorable role is um, in Tom Hanks's Bachelor Party. Hmm. She is the girl that I guess his friends like leave in a room oh. to basically be like, "There she is, man, go get her." And Tom Hanks is as in in the film is actually very faithful to his like future wife, right? Like, there's all this debauchery throughout the whole movie. Actually, it's a very funny yet. 80s chauvinistic movie but it's still actually very funny there's a whole like donkey sex scene and like very like i said it's 80s sex comedy debauchery Mm -hmm. right but with like tom hanks at the helm and tom hanks early tom hanks arguably is like one of the funniest guys in the 80s yeah like super fun i've always said that uh especially because you watch him on like Saturday Night Live, he's still super funny. I'm, oh yeah, I'm like Tom. Give us one more just solid crazy comedy before you retire, please. Oh. Right? But her, uh, what I remember from her is that like they they're like go in there, buddy. Right? And he goes in there to like pretend like he's like yeah, I slept with her. Yeah, right. And uh, she's in there, and she just immediately is just nude and naked, like as it walks in, right? And she's this absolutely gorgeous girl. And then, like, his future fiance's head gets superimposed on it, being like, why would you do this? Why are you going to sleep with her? Right? And he's like, no. Right? And then there's, like, this whole baseball team of kids that he coaches, right, that are behind him being like, do it! Go 
for it, right? And it's this whole crazy scene, and I love it because it was one of those things where it was like this girl was amazingly gorgeous and beautiful, and that's what I remember about um, uh, Monique. And then they use her to get, to like seduce the bad guy and get him to like take off his clothes so that they can like. There's a bad guy that's trying to break up the marriage because like, oh, okay. he wants it in the film. Like it's, I, you even you would enjoy it. I know it's very straight comedy, but like. Holy hell, like it's it gets crazy by the end. It's it's a lot of fun. I recommend Bachelor Party, but that's what she's uh from from also um things that we'll do on the show Evil Tunes is one where it's like it is the worst ripoff of Roger Rabbit oh. ever. Yeah, like and, and do you remember a movie called Cool World? You remember Cool World? Kim Basinger is like a tune that's very no. much like Jessica Rabbit, but like and Brad Pitt's in it and uh uh, uh, the guy from Usual Suspects, uh, Gabriel, uh, I forget his name, but he sleeps with cartoon Kim Basinger, and oh, they actually creepy. have tune sex, and it's all weird, right? Yeah. So imagine it's like the combination of Roger Rabbit and Cool World together if it was like the shittiest thing you've ever seen. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, with like tunes actually humping Monique's leg and stuff like that, Ooh. right? But uh, that's a little tangent on, like, some B-movie history outside of here that I guess we'll eventually get to, <laughs> right? So she uh, goes on to play this kind of DA lawyer character that only gets this scene and her death. Yeah. Right? Uh, which most people, they just come in and out of this movie almost immediately, yeah. right? And uh, so – that her death's about to happen, but right before that, Robin then goes to Grubick's house. Well, she goes to his office at the oh, school. his office. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's and right. And she's like looking around because I was wondering why yeah. the house looked clean and not destroyed <laughs> after yeah. it just was. Well, she's like looking around and doesn't really find anything, but then the phone rings and she gets her flash flash of a vision into the future. But even then, it's like all scenes that you're going to see in like five minutes, if that. Yeah. And so she passes out. The nurse, she wakes up and she calls her dad. And the nurse is like, oh, lay down like you're hurt. And the dad's like, I'm going to come pick you up. And she's like, too late. Got to go. I just love how everybody is just not everybody. I mean, her. Yeah. I just love that every single time she gets one of these ESP things. It looks like she was either, like, shocked by the telephone or anything, but she just, like, there's a flash. It's like, right? Yeah. And she just drops to the ground like somebody She's shot done. her. Yeah. You know? So, um, uh, after this, that, uh, that she gets shocked there, and then she's in that her father's office again, and then... The, the scene moves on to nighttime, and here is Monique Gabriel, and she's driving her 78 Camaro that happens to have a car phone in it. Yeah. Right? Now, I know you could get car phones installed in other cars, but I feel like you just wouldn't yeah. in a classic Camaro, right? Even if it is just a white kind of shitty beat the hell version of it. You, you just yeah. wouldn't, right? She's she's driving a car that doesn't seem to fit her character. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Right? That's very true. Because she is like in a business suit. Uh, she's like very classy. She's got this nice braid, right? But is driving this beat the hell Camaro, almost as if the movie was like, uh, I got my uncle's car. We can kind of demolish and right. blow up if you want it. And they're like, okay, okay right? So she's driving along, 
And then she gets a phone call, and it's from 976 Evil. And he's like, basically gives her uh, a horoscope that is the first one that doesn't rhyme. And she like hangs it up, and then her radio turns on. It's like, hey, don't cut me off, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's exactly what happens. And then the radio station is like, um, uh, it is like, you're listening to K H L L, K Hell, right? Yeah. And you're like, this is dumb. Like, it's not even the oh, jokes yeah. aren't even good, right? Actually, the best joke is coming up in the next scene <laughs> with uh, the cameo from Bridget Nielsen. So, yeah. um, but even that is like, that's weird of a joke. So we'll get there in a second. But, um, so the car becomes possessed, I guess, right? And, uh, the, the windows lock, the doors lock, she can't get out. It starts pressing on the gas and then it's just slamming into every car on the highway. It also slams into Robin's car who happens to coincidentally be driving next to her, which is like, and like also following the pursuit. Right. Yeah. Oh, well, I, that makes well, sense that she away, would because she yeah. already got the ESPN. Um, now I'm you, now you're just doing now it. Now I'm just doing it. The but ESP like, why didn't flash? she drive her car in front of the other car to be like, stop, or like well, try and first, push it off the road? First, the Camaro runs in the back of her. Yeah, and that's how it gets her attention. They're like, oh shit, I'm in my own ESP flash. Um, and then, but she, even then, it's not even like interesting. Like, oh, I've been here before. She's just like. Oh my god, that car! <laughs> right. Like, meanwhile, like, uh, uh, the redhead is just screaming, like, "Help me!" Yeah. Right. And the car's like, "Okay, bye." Right. But what's weird to me is that, like, if Grubick is obsessed with Robin, and I don't know, wants to date her, <laughs> be with her, yeah. I don't know. Why would he put her life in jeopardy by slamming into yeah. the back of her car and then ramming her a couple times? It's almost as if, like, Grubick. And his needs fight with what nine seven six evil wants, which is just yeah. chaos. Right. <laughs> just to murder, know. get more souls. Right? Hey, it's me, it's Satan. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just returning your call. <laughs> Getting back to you. It's Satan here on the K Hell Hotline. So then, so yeah, then the her Camaro, car crashes. Yeah, it just goes crashes up in into an entire electrical like post station. Yeah. You know. And goes into flames, and then that's it for that. Meanwhile, um, did you also notice that the Camaro's headlights per the shots was either off or on? Like one, <laughs> one was either broken or not broken. So like that, they pre-crashed it, and then they were like, "Ah, oh, shit, we need it to work again." <laughs> Tried t- to fix as much as possible. I told you to do side ramming. If you do, if you do front ramming, then the we'll headlights will the break. Headlights. Yeah. Um, so Spike, while this is happening, um, decides, I don't know how he gets wind of the whole astro projecting thing. He just shows up to like Lucifer's bookstore. (laughs) Right. And this is where Bridget Nielsen comes in. Right. And this is an interesting thing because Bridget Nielsen at this point was, uh, famous for being in like Rocky four and Beverly Hills cop two. Right. And she was already making a lot of money and then went on to date Flavor Flav and the Flavor of Love. <laughs> right? Yikes. God, that was weird. Yeah. Um, but here she is looking mannish. She, I kept expecting her to be like, I am a vampire. Even when he was like, you got like a whole Avira on steroids thing. And she like, not even that. 
Okay, so the first, but there's a joke prior to this, right? Where she she goes, um, he goes, hey, I'm looking for like books on astral projection, and she's like, there are three to three hundred different types of astral projection. I'm like, really? Like, <laughs> uh, I think there's just astral projection, <laughs> right? Um, astral projection for dummies into a dog, into an elephant. <laughs> um, but she goes, okay, walk this way. And he says, and he's like, talk this way. I wish it was like that, but he goes, he goes, and take a lot of lessons to walk that way. And I was <laughs> like, what the hell? Did you just rip off young Frankenstein? Like, walk this way, this way, this way. Like, uh... I was like, that, why did you pull this joke? And this whole scene is just weird and awkward because they're like kind of flirting. Oh, it's she goes, so weird. You remind me. You remind me of a young Freddy Krueger. And he goes, You remind me of Elvira on steroids. And I was like, Both Bam. are false. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Both are false statements. And then they just uncomfortably kind of flirt as she explains astral projection to him. Yeah, she's and like, There are it. two rules. You can't. Die. I don't remember the rules. Actually, don't they don't even matter. Yeah. Even the rules are like, really, that's stupid. It's like if you die in your dream, you don't die in real life. But if you die in real life, you die in your dream. And it's like, okay, yeah, that's kind of how that life before. works. <laughs> I know. And then um, <laughs> it's like they called up Robert England. If you and die, was like, we're doing your... the sequel. And uh, what do you? We're doing. We're thinking about astral projection. What do you think? He goes. I don't know anything about it. All I know is usually in my movies, if you die in your dream, you die in real yeah. life. They're like, if Perfect. you die outside your game, <laughs> you don't respawn. Ooh, that that is what that that's game over. No, isn't that's it? Robert uh, Robert Ralph. <laughs> Robert Ralph. Wreck-It Ralph. Oh, um, um, Sonic the Hedgehog <laughs> says it on a PSA in the game Hub Central. Uh, I, yeah, I don't care. It's a power strip. <laughs> um, I love those movies. Um, that movie. I know. I'm yeah, like the second one hasn't come out yet. Yeah, it's gonna be a train wreck. I know. Don't <laughs> just hush. Um, yes. So then, uh, <laughs> Ralph. He's break, like, it's gonna be <laughs> Ralph breaks a success streak. Right. That's what it's gonna be called. So, uh, um, yeah. Anyway, so she's like, he's like, oh, I, uh, I don't know how to pay for this, and she, or he's like, I don't want to buy it. I don't know what is something. Like? Okay, so and like, then she like whispers in his ear. The only I did this is one of the only other pieces of trivia is that Bridget Nielsen is even in this film because literally her and the director were like hanging out at a bar and like bet like bet themselves on a game of pool where he wanted her in a movie. Right. And she was like, no, I'm making this much now. Like he was like, OK, here's the deal. If I win, you have to come for like a day's worth of shooting paid on scale. Right. And if if um, if if you win, I'll come to your house dressed like a maid and clean your house. Right. Which I'm like, I, why is that like the go to? Yeah. Like that's the go to male in reality. Embarrassment. And like. Apparently, Bridget Nielsen was, like, way into that, right? <laughs> Which, that makes sense. Yeah. She's like, and then I'll strap it on. And <laughs> yeah. And then you'll take it. Right. Um, and he won very close. And then she was like, okay, I'll come to your set. And uh, apparently she was unprepared and didn't know any lines. And they had to take, like, a <laughs> whole day of rehearsal. But, like, apparently it was fun and that was it. But yeah. I'm like, was it fun? Because that's another thing, like, because you asked very before awkward. we started this, the actor that plays Spike, right? You're yeah. like, what is he doing? And, like, it's very obvious, 
why the answer is kind of nothing. So Patrick O'Brien just is a bad actor. <laughs> like he just kind of stares in a scene. What? Why is Patrick? Whoa. Hmm. Patrick O'Brien. We missed this somehow. Oh, he's in no holds barred. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Is he the brother? Craig. Yeah. The paraplegic brother. Weird. <laughs> oh, Patrick. Oh, man. Welcome to so the show handsome. for a third so time. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, but this kind of makes sense now, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, yes. Right? Um, and uh, he's just not good. He's not good in this scene. There's no chemistry. I don't know yeah. why they're flirting. Also, Bridget Nielsen kind of comes off as um, like – Kind of like the Undertaker in Final Destination One, where he's yeah. kind of explaining things, right? But and that's where you kind of felt but like doesn't really he goes to Lucifer's, Lucifer's bookstore. You kind of wanted him to walk out and her to like, I don't know, be Satan, yeah. or something, right? Like where make a phone call, <laughs> be like just put on a headset and yeah. be like nine seven six evil. Yeah, like that would have been good. <laughs> that would have been fun, yeah. right? But instead we got this. Instead it flashes over to Robin and her friend having a movie night. And uh, her friend is making her watch Night of the Living Dead. Oh, I, I remember what one of the rules was. Cause oh. <laughs> it was um, the person may relate his astral sl- self only while asleep. And I was like, yeah, I've been there. <laughs> 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 yeah, me too. You must like, only you I I only project when I'm asleep, let me tell you. It's embarrassing. Well, it's true. It's like why you can't astral project while you're awake. I you, thought right? everyone knew that. I, I you would think that too. Yeah. Right? But that rule t- like is important for the climax. Yeah, I guess. Right? So, yes, now her friend uh Robin and a friend that we've never met before. <laughs> Yeah. I think, right? We've never met this no, friend. No, we haven't seen her. Right? Maybe it was the friend that picked her up in the Jeep outside that we never saw. Right. But, uh, yeah. Another person that I feel like had extra scenes in another half of this movie we didn't see. But her friend are watching, and they're fighting over two uh, movies that uh, are public domains. So, that we can, so they're fighting over It's a Wonderful Life and uh, Night of the Living Dead. Two, like, this... Probably is what if anybody is like, oh, I actually like enjoy this film. It's probably what they only recall, right? Is that they're fighting over this, uh, like switching the channel between the two scenes, right? Where I'm like, is it Christmas? Why Wonderful Life would never play on cable other than like Christmas night, right? But there it is, and so they're fighting over which one they're going to watch, and her friend is like, oh, I've seen Night of the Living Dead a hundred times. We'll watch your movie, right? She's like, I'll go make popcorn. And then out of nowhere, the channel switches to like this weird like satanic infomercial. infomercial yeah. Where it's like, are you tired of like a million different remotes? And I'm like, what is happening, right? And there's Grubrick, but now he's like in a sleazy like French like salesman mustache. Yeah. And But she recognizes him. She's like, Professor Grubrick? Yeah. Right? And I don't... So I he, guess she's a college student, too. Yeah. And then she gets projected inside the television. 
into It's a Wonderful Life. It actually looked pretty it good. It looked great. Yeah. Right? They were using actual footage uh, because, I mean, there's – um. Uh, what's his name? <laughs> anyway, that man. Yeah, I don't you know, know his name it's a wonderful either. life guy. <laughs> Thank you, Broofy Halls. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I used to be able to do it very good, right? But it was actually based on an old Dana Carvey impression used of it. To. Yeah, <laughs> not anymore. Whoops. Hey. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but she's in there, and then after the uh, a teacher. Not a teacher. <laughs> An angel gets its wings line, right? Which yeah, they've like, now changed over to, um, what is it? Every time you hear a bell, a zombie takes a soul to hell. Right? I was like, oh, that's different. Right? <laughs> also, I don't remember zombies being involved in the soul taking process. Yeah, I was like, huh, how is that happening? <laughs> right? And, and then he's like, that's right. Ar- yeah. That's right. They all turn around and it's like, oh, no, she's actually in the zombie movie. Yeah, everybody that's in what would be the living room of the final scene of A Wonderful Life then is not like praising George Bailey anymore. Yeah. They've turned into zombies and they all attack her. And then a little zombie child, just like in Night of the Living Dead, takes a garden hoe and stabs her to death. Yeah. <laughs> and it's actually all really well done. It looks like, like it, they did a really good job of like adding filters and making it look like the exact same old footage as the rest of the thing. I was like, you yeah. can tell also from what I quoted before of like the director wanted a Pac-Man sequence, couldn't afford it, and then did this. You can tell that this scene out of anything was like the labor of love. Yeah. You know? Um, I thought all the budget went into the explosion at the end, the semi truck, but <laughs> probably huh. it's like, that's the money. So then we're, we're taken back to Robin and she like comes in with a bowl of popcorn and it does a classic, like, ah, it does a push me, pull you like from jaws where yeah. it like zooms in on her, but the background zooms out and, but also a light in the kitchen just turns red. Yeah. But then as soon as it flips and nothing over, happens, like nothing happens. Thought it was going to be like, I've got you now. Yeah. And then Grubrick comes through the back door like, hey, right. And she like runs out of the kitchen and to the front door. And there's Spike at the front door. And he's like, hey, what's going on here? You know, and she's like, look, my friend's dead. He's like, we got to get out of here. And that's how that goes. Yeah. Grabs a fire poker, tries hitting Grubrick. And he just like, cause he's a ghost or something. Yeah. <laughs> it goes right through him and then he disappears. Right? <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, My fart smelled like oh, bad on. cabbage. Oh, God. <laughs> so, anyway, damn it. <sighs> After this, they have a plan where he's like, hey, I'm going to distract Grubik and make him chase me. Right. In his astral self. Right. And while that's happening, you sneak into the, the police station, which, of course, everybody knows is an easy feat to do. Yeah. Right? Well, in 91, I guess. <laughs> yeah, right? And even in a small town, it'd be like, no, that's not. Yeah. You can't just do that, right? So he gets Grubrick to astral project out of his body, get into an 18-wheeler, and chase him. So it's a motorcycle versus 18-wheeler chase that is kind of dull yeah it's exactly what it sounds like a motorcycle driving away from an (laughs) 18-wheeler that somehow can keep pace yeah but then the motorcycle actually ends up going 500 miles in front of it yeah (laughs) and he lights a stick of dynamite and starts driving back towards the semi-truck yep 
I guess is his plan. So then, and he doesn't see the like the dynamite wick like sparkling. Yeah, even though it's like trailblazing behind the motorcycle yeah. as it comes towards him. And Grubrick decides to like crank the wheel and put on the brakes, so the whole like. Oh, a eighteen-wheeler! Yeah, it's like yeah. sliding across the road. Which I love a good jackknife in a movie, like because I feel like that's a stunt that is kind of harder to do controlled. Yeah, and <laughs> um, uh, he jackknifes, which causes Spike to lay down the motorcycle underneath the eighteen-wheeler's, uh, you know, truck bed and slide and slide, and I guess. Like he threw the dynamite prior to that, it landed on the truck in somewhere that we didn't see, and the whole truck just explodes. Well, just the trailer explodes. Yeah, because that's where doesn't. that's where they put all the C four yeah. for that explosion. <laughs> and um, I guess in the explosion, Spike died too. I guess, but he got up and walked away. I don't really understand. No, he got, this his whole ghost thing. got up and walked away. He projected out of the body. Before he died? Well, this is weird, right? Because you have to be alive to astral project, Yeah. right? Well, okay, so Robin's at the police station. She's about to shoot. Nobody, everybody in the police station oh, yeah. is dead, by the way. Oh, yeah. But somehow he didn't astral project himself to, like, let him his physical body out. He, like, astral projected and killed everybody in a scene we didn't see in the police station, but didn't let himself yeah. out. He's like, I'm tired. I got to go back to sleep. One kill per projection. <laughs> Um, so, so the deputy guy that like had his fly down is dead now, and the sheriff is nowhere to be seen. And she goes in and tries to kill him with a gun, but he fights her off. And then they're at a cliff. Yeah, I, I don't, don't know how they get to a cliff. <laughs> That's where I, did I look down? Did I miss something? Did I sneeze? Right. Um. Yeah. So clearly. You, he, yeah, because Spike's thing—he wasn't really trying to kill him; it was, was just, just a distraction. Yeah, right. Which I'm like, why did you go all in and blow him up? Like, yeah. what if she wasn't done her job yet? Like, you should have dri- driven on, right? What her job? <laughs> what if she wasn't done her job yet? <laughs> but right. Yeah. Like, just drive until literally the car, the truck stops. either yeah. stops or falls off a cliff because, like, there's no driver I don't anymore. get why he wanted to blow it up at all. Because the director wanted yeah, to the blow it up. Yeah, the director was like, we love fire. We have a lot of dynamite. Boom, boom. Yes. Yes, that doesn't make any sense. Like, because that's what happens. He blows the truck up, and then grubrick i guess is like well back to my body and she's like in the jail cell and he's like hey baby like and takes her to the cliff yeah (laughs) and they like they have a little tussle and he's about to kill her and then spike comes out oh his line is i love you because he's like say i love you say it robin is like robin we're gonna love each other say you love me kiss me yeah he's like i i it's it's either your life or your life. Right? Yeah. And I'm like, mm, you can say it better. Yeah. Right. Cause he's holding her like by the throat over top a cliff. And it's like, I'll either send you to hell or you're mine for all of eternity. Mm-hmm. Right. So like trying to kiss her with those herpes lips. Oh, it's and so it, bad. Yeah. And 
And he's like, say it, say it, Robin, say I love you, right? And then Spike comes out of nowhere, decks him in the face, and is like, I love you, asshole. Yeah. <laughs> he flies off a cliff. He just falls off a cliff, and then her and Spike kiss, and then Spike, like, morphs into, like, the Mr. DNA Dino DNA! <laughs> and just fades away into the he's sky. Like, and she's like, take me with you, Spike. And then, And then it's... Her father is in the back of an ambulance with her, and then the sheriff comes up to her and is like, hey. And he got his body. Like, how did he die? And she's like, well, Spike was here. He punched her off. And they're like, he's not here. He died in a crash. By the way, like you murdered ago, him. Right? And then they lock her up. They're like, you have the right to remain silent. She's like, wait, no, bye. And wait, I'm like, if you this murder is not how a movie murder, <laughs> Yeah, if you murder a murderer, do you go to jail? Yeah, also, like... It's self-defense. Yeah, they're not going to be like, get into the cab. Yeah, that's that's not how any movie, even a horror movie, has ever ended where it's like, um, yeah, so we found the body of uh, of uh, Stan and, and yeah. Billy, and uh, you're going to jail, Sydney. Stu? <laughs> Stu, sorry. Yeah. Stan. Stan. We found you, you know? Yeah, they're not yeah. like, yeah, you... And, you um, and Gail and Dewey are all going to jail. <laughs> yeah. No, they're like, cool, you're survivors. Way to go. You didn't die. Right. That's never never in the history of any no. movie. Like, yeah. So we found Jason Voorhees' body in the barn uh, with a machete through his face mask. And um, there's going to be some explaining. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what's happening? That's never Why ever are they in the blaming of the any victim? horror movie, right? And the ambulance drives away. And then there was a payphone. In the middle of the desert cliffs, yeah. that then rings, and and it's like, <laughs> mistaken identity, yeah. <laughs> and it's done. <laughs> Court case terror. <laughs> it's so bad. Right? Nine seven six evil. It the prosecution. Even, it wasn't like it was bad. It was just so dull. It was just kind of like was. there wasn't a reason to care. Yeah. Which is, yeah. No, I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend this. Mm -hmm. The first one is a lot of fun, right? It's got some cool puns and uh it's kind of historical in the in the fact of like, oh, it's Robert England's first director uh, yeah. thing and, you know, uh Stephen Jeffries and things like that. There's fun things and iconic people in this. This is more like Hey, like even the pe I was putting more emphasis and more like importance on the people that I described in this film than they actually even yeah, are. <laughs> it's true. And yeah, no, skip this. Uh which is sad because the trailer is insane. Yeah. It's it's actually the greatest hits of the movie. Just watch the trailer, guys. It's <laughs> You've way got the more movie. fun. Yeah. Like what we do with current Hollywood movies. Right. Um uh Jaw Scale. What do you got? Three, not bad enough to be bad, but not good enough to be enjoyable. Mm. So it's kind of there, dull. yeah, yeah. Three, maybe. I could um, see a four, but it's not like it's awful. It's. No, I'm gonna say four. Okay, honestly, because it's it's like three. I could watch. Yeah. This is. I'm like, don't watch it. Like it's it's. I told and and you were you were you you said no. Right. But I think this is arguably the loosest connection of a sequel we've ever done. Well, I mean, it's got like another character. It's still got the nine, seven, six thing. And that's it, though, because it, it doesn't it doesn't 
fall upon the like you know the same thing of like even what Spike says in this movie of it 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 preys upon your innermost desires and fears and like you know makes you want that right um uh, and that's that whole thing of like there's a piece of this missing where like yeah. the school teacher I don't know had an obsessive crush on her and he, maybe yeah. he was like. He was just a shy guy, you know, or killing something. other girls that looked like her because he <laughs> secretly wanted her. I guess. Yeah. Right. All that's left on the cutting room floor, or completely unexplained, and never was. I don't yeah. know, but that's that kind of thing where it's not about like it preying on somebody that like was bullied or anything like that. At least because there's like two people in Nine Seven Six Evil One that are killed, and you don't know how long they've yeah. been talking to the line or whatever. You assume one girl looked like she was like a fancy girl that probably got what she wanted with like, you know, heels. Oh, that person that's killed. She's the nurse in this one. Like they oh, just use the same yeah. actress. Yeah. Um, it was the one where it was like, she was standing in front of a, like a shop with a yeah. bunch of phones and one was like a high heel phone. And yeah. they're all just like, and then that was it. And a glass exploded. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, she's I know, in this I one. I thought that um, Slumber Party Massacre Two is probably the least good sequel. I now after watching this one, at least Slumber Party Massacre Two was fun, and I feel like was it? Oh yeah, with it the rockabilly okay. and the and the and the guitar that driller made me mad. and the uh, the pus face explosion. There's a lot of yeah. fun in that now, it, but it's not like a sequel. It is in the sense of it's all a dream in in one of the characters' minds of her being haunted by previous events. Uh, <laughs> not for me. <laughs> not for me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Jaws Revenge for me. All right. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's how we felt about it. We felt it was a bore and it was kind of kind of a disastrous sequel. But uh, that's not how everybody thought about it, and we asked those people to give me five. Here it is. Uh, they were kind of uh, loose on this one. I think, what, you only found two? Uh, or, no, there is three, three but they're but... very short. Yeah. So short and sweet. Here we go, guys. Uh, first one's written by Minda in October 2008, so a more recent one. He writes, awesome. Kind of out there, but just as good. <laughs> As what? I'm assuming he meant the third one. There is not a third one. Or the first one. Yeah. Gosh, sorry. That's all right. The next one was just me, I feel like. <laughs> I just read it prior to like reading it out loud. And I was like, woo, I'm glad he gave it five stars because I relate. This one's written by Cortland in September 30th, 2010. Patrick O'Brien, I love you. Why is he not on Facebook or pics of him online? <laughs> you did write that. five stars. Because <laughs> me too. Why is he me not on too. Facebook. It's true. <laughs> Patrick O'Brien, why can't I talk to you yeah. right now? Give me your phone number. Uh, and the last one by Jacob John Taylor, uh, March two thousand. Oh wow, this was written this year, March yeah. two thousand eighteen. This is a great movie. It has great acting. It also has a great storyline. The first movie of 976 Evil is better, but still, this is a good movie. He just downgraded. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, see it. It is very scary. It is one of the best horror movies from the 90s. Uh, has he seen 
Scream, anything else anything, like, from the 90s? He, <laughs> like, and this is a, a movie that from. if you didn't know it was 91, you could mistake you, it for 80s. Yeah, it could very easily be 80s. Yeah. Mm. It was on the cusp. <laughs> but also, oh, man, his level of great is... <laughs> right? Sorry, dude. <laughs> Right, like when he saw when he saw an actual great movie, did his head actually explode? Like, oh my god, <laughs> I couldn't take it. So that's nine seven six evil two, the astral factor. The asshole factor. It's really what it was. <laughs> uh, don't watch this movie. Don't. Sorry. Uh, but if you do want to watch this movie, you want to get the jokes that we all said. It is all on YouTube for free. Yeah. Uh, it's also on Amazon Prime. And yeah, so, uh, you know, it'll also, because it's on YouTube, it'll also be on our YouTube now. So yeah. 976 Evil 2, The Astral Factor. Look, check it out on our YouTube right I mean, yeah, on our YouTube and on our Facebook right now. You can watch it. Go ahead and watch it. We'll do a watch party this week. Uh, finally, it's been a while. I all the movies we've been picking recently have been heavily yeah. uh, copyright. Uh, uh, you know, so I ca- I ca- haven't been able to do a watch party since I don't know what it was. Um, Degra. Yeah, the one we didn't do. <laughs> so <laughs> it's not our fault. Yeah. Um. So that's about it. Uh, remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram. And all other social media media at Bombs Away Show. If you had something to comment on this episode or anything that we've done in the past, contact at bombsawayshow.com. Also remember, tickets are on sale for October's live show. If you're in the Santa Ana or Southern California area, we are doing Death Spa, 1989's Death Spa. And you can pick up tickets at thefreedacinema.org slash events slash Bombs Away Live. Come out, join us, get a facial. Not legally, but from me. <laughs> also, it's, it is a Halloween costume party. It's October huh. 25th, so you should probably have your costume ready for that following the next, the Friday, the immediate I'm night after. I'm showing up as Shelley Duvall. It's going to be uh, Shelley Duvall in The Shining. You're just going to be shaking with a, with yes! a knife. Yes! <laughs> the only Shelley Duvall to be. Not that <laughs> stupid olive oil Shelley Duvall. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he needs me he needs me he shut up yeah oh, um, Shelly. yeah sorry <laughs> um yes please come out support us join us for that it's gonna be an amazing time uh like i said it's a halloween costume contest party like we will be giving away uh posters and and things from death spa and there's gonna be a smoothie bar like yeah, so it's like a juice bar, right? Uh, alcoholic juice bar for you guys, and it's of just course pineapple juice and rum. Sorry, right. we're cheap. <laughs> of course, the insane movie that is Death Spa, probably one of the most unintentionally hilarious uh, '80s horrors of all time, and of course us with special guest ripping uh, ripping that movie to shreds. It's going to be a blast. Join us for that. Once again, uh, thefreedacinema.org slash events slash bombs away live. That's our new ticket uh, purchasing center, which is the Frida site. Um, that's about it for us. Uh, I'm Jonathan. I'm Jarrett. And I love you, asshole. Every time you hear a bell, a zombie takes a soul to hell.
this is Jarrett with Bombs Away Podcast. I'm here at the Frida Cinema, once again recording for your all's pleasure. Frida Cinema, that sounds pretty familiar. Oh yeah, it's because we bring it up so much. It's where we live, it's where we record. Now, you may know of the Frida Cinema, but you may not know enough about the Frida Cinema. So the Frida Cinema is a program of the Long Beach Cinematique, and it's located in Santa Ana in Southern California. It services neighboring communities as a nonprofit art house cinema dedicated to educating, connecting, and enriching communities through the art of cinema. It is a pretty amazing experience, but how do they do that? Well, one of the ways they do that is with shadow casting. So shadow casting, if you don't know, is whenever they have a cast below the screen acting out the movie as the film is projected behind them which is pretty neat, but that's not all. They also get audience participation, so you feel like you're part of the film, that you have that amazing enriching experience. Some of the films that we do shadow cast with are Little Shop of Horrors, Rocky Horror Picture Show, Repo the Genetic Opera, and The Forbidden Zone. That was the last time you heard of The Forbidden Zone. Am I right, ladies? Other things that we do, if you're not into shadow cast, but you love that audience participation, um, our special events. We've done Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, and it was a lights and sound spectacular, and there were also words along the bottom of the screen that helped you know when to participate in the film. And maybe you just want to watch a film, which is okay, because the Frida Cinema does show films, but maybe you want to watch a film in a different atmosphere. Well, the Frida Cinema has rooftop showings. Some of the films that have shown on our rooftop are the most recent Beauty and the Beast, or Ghostbusters, and Jurassic Park. One of the cool things that happened with Ghostbusters and Jurassic Park is we actually had guests. For instance, Jurassic Park had the guest of the Jeep Wrangler, you know, that nice tan and red Jeep that we see just driving all around that park. It's an amazing photo opportunity, and it's something you get to brag about to your friends and post on that Instagram. If you want more information about the Showtime's location and everything film and entertainment related to the Frida Cinema, just go to www.thefridacinema.org. You can also follow on Facebook at facebook.com slash thefridacinema, and on Instagram and Twitter at thefridacinema. The Frida Cinema, for the filmmakers, the filmgoers, and for you. This has been a production of Big Bulb Entertainment, executive produced by Jonathan Young. For more media and information, visit us at www.bigbulbentertainment.com. Big Bulb, what's your bright idea? Shh.